Israel has warned that Iran is weeks away from being able to power a nuclear bomb. And after an assassination of an Iranian colonel, Iran is promising they will avenge his killing. All this is happening while for the first time ever, a top-secret Chinese military meeting has been leaked. And Joe Biden doubles down on America's commitment to defend Taiwan. Will there be war this year in 2022 that involves the United States and Israel? We'll take a look at what the Bible has to say. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Israel and China are preparing for war, and the Bible has a lot to say about war that will involve Israel specifically and perhaps China, and so we're going to get into that today. Doug, how does that feel for you? I know you like talking about stuff like this. Oh, you know it. Well, you know what, Vince, it is. It's kind of exciting because we've got so many things happening in uh, in the world that lines up with Bible prophecy right now. And so uh, there's just a lot going on. It's We had this discussion last night in our Bible study at church. It's not a time to be afraid, but it's a time to kick into evangelism mode and, and just start... You know, studying the Word of God and sharing what you know with people and helping people understand what's going on in the times we live in. So these are possibilities that could shape into some things that are prophetic. So we'll just have to kind of see how everything turns out. I don't know if you heard what I was saying before about, you know, the uh, Iran getting uh, weeks away from having nuclear bombs and Mm -hmm. um, avenging the killing of one of their colonels. Yeah, I heard all that. Leaking of the the audio clip of the Chinese military saying, Mm -hmm. talking about concepts they'll use to attack Taiwan. Yeah. It's not scary to you? Not to me, no. I mean, Vince, we know these things are going to happen. We've talked about so many different events and, uh, you know, you, you know as well as I do that we come at this from a prophetic point of view trying to, uh, help people to have faith in this time and not be afraid of the things that are happening. And so when when your faith is there uh, and and you know how everything's going to turn out because you've read the end of the book, so you know we win at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Lord told us, you know, there was going to be tribulation in, in times. There's going to be tribulation in everybody's life. Whether we go through the great tribulation or we die before that, there's still tribulation in our lives. But the Lord gave us comfort in knowing that that he had already defeated the world and that we could find comfort in his words. And so that's what we try to do. Even though things look like they're kind of falling apart or maybe they're just falling into place. And they're falling into place, like you said. Um, You know, we have a brand new lesson out called The Future According to Bible Prophecy. There's, you know, a lot of people want to know um, uh, what the horoscope says about their day or month or whatever it may be. Yeah. Or uh, if I could just talk to a psychic and see if he or she is the one or what my future holds or what job I should go do or whatever. whatever. People want to know about the future. Yeah. 
And God gave us a timeline, not just of the days of old that have already passed us, but also of what's coming. And so in this new lesson, we talk about the future according to Bible prophecy and what's coming. We lay out the timeline that God has given us. And while you're watching that, you can see where we are today on that timeline that God has given us. Not just any timeline, but it's what the Bible says is coming and where we are today. And also, while you're watching it, you are going to be able to eliminate fear and worry if you have any. And if you don't, you're going to be encouraged at where we're at. And you'll see how you can fit into God's plan for you and I in these end times. It's called The Future According to Bible Prophecy. You can watch the trailer at endtime.com slash future, or you can get the DVD by going there as well or calling 800-END-TIME. Now, the DVD is brand new. Uh, We've just released it, and we've extended the offer of it being available for a donation of any amount, um, and that is good through the end of May. So you've got one week left to get this DVD. We had somebody calling today, and they got two of them, and they gave $80 for it. And there's somebody that called in the other day and they gave $5 for it. So we're not going to tell you that whatever the Spirit's laid on your heart to give is not enough. Um, So just ask the Lord what you should give for it. And uh, we think this lesson will bless you tremendously. It will help you navigate um, the reading of these news stories that are going on um, as of this very day. And I know there's a whole lot more going on. But you can have peace and understanding and hope for the future And this lesson will just help you with that. So we're excited about this lesson. We think everybody needs a copy. So get it by going to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. Doug, have you seen this whole clip yet? Or have you seen the whole video or just a clip of the future? I've seen just the the clip. I haven't seen the whole video yet. I need to watch it. Um, But, yeah, I mean... I know it's a great lesson because I've seen it live. I've seen Dave do it. He came to our church and he did it live at the conference. And so I know it's got a lot of great uh, information in there. Uh, But definitely that is one that you want to see with all the graphics up on the screen and everything that we can do in the studio with that makes it even even more fascinating. So Absolutely, endtime.com slash future. Also, I do need to tell you that Dave and Jana are going to be in Kingsport, Tennessee on June 4th and June 5th. June 4th, Dave's going to be talking about the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. And on June 5th, I've got to warn you, it's not a prophecy lesson. He's going to be talking, it's Pentecost Sunday actually. So he's going to be teaching on the Holy Spirit. So um, if you're in the Kingsport, Tennessee area, make plans to be there and meet Dave and Jana and enjoy the conference it's a, I believe it's a Saturday night, Sunday morning. You can go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about the time and the venue and any additional details that you need for that uh, event. Again, June 4th and 5th. So make plans to be there if you're in the Tennessee area. All right, Doug. So Israel and China prepare for war. There's a story out. We don't have time to get into it before the break, but... I mean, Israel is warning that Iran is weeks away. How many times have we heard this warning? Well, being weeks away, we haven't. I mean, this is a big deal because it is weeks away now. Where we have in the past, Vince, heard them say, you know, they're years away from this, a couple years away. Then it was months. Now we're talking about days. And uh, remember... Iran has always said that they want to destroy Israel. They, they don't want to just destroy them. They want to run them into the, the sea. They, they want them removed from the face of the earth. And so 
for them to be able to develop a nuclear warhead that can, um, you know, be sent from where they're at. Think, think about this, Vince. They don't even need a, a huge launch for that to happen because they're already on the border of Israel. They're already in Syria. There's Iranian uh, troops there where, um, you know, the Israeli military has gone in and had to blow up bases there before because they were getting too close to the Golan Heights in Israel. So it's a very serious situation. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that on the other side of the break and what the Bible has to say about how Iran and Israel might be involved in a coming war that perhaps could even start this year. You can call and join us on the air. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME. In the Bible, God gave us a timeline from the beginning to the end of the age. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching our brand new video, The Future According to Bible Prophecy. Get your DVD of The Future According to Bible Prophecy free with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com future or 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Will there be war in 2022 that involves the United States and Israel? That's our subject for today. We'd love to get your perspective and answer any questions that we can on that topic. So join us by calling 877-END-TIME. So, Doug... We're back into this story here where they are warning that Iran is weeks away from um, having enough material for a nuclear bomb. And I was just posing the question, how many times have we heard that? Because there's people that say that, like, they've been saying this for decades. Yeah. And here we are once again. And is it just being, like, is it misinformation being shared to motivate people to make decisions <laughs> or misinformation to allow for missile attacks on some random warehouse or whatever. 
How is this any different from those time, the, the previous times we've heard something like this? Well, we just we know how long <clears throat> I'm sorry how long they've been working uh, to reach this uranium uh, to a point where they could enrich it to be used for a nuclear weapon, and we've known for a long time that they're working on that. Well, now some of the things that are in this article that are, are going to let us know one of the things that you do when you're guilty of something is you try to hide it from somebody, right? So. They, they will not allow anyone from the U.N. to come in and inspect the facilities anymore. So uh, that's one key that kind of lets everybody know, okay, they're up to something because they're not letting the inspectors come in. And re- originally their whole thing was we need nuclear power for electricity and for power here over our country. We're not trying to make bombs, you know, yada, yada, yada. But now we see that that's exactly what they've done is they've reached this point. So, so Israel has one of the uh, uh, most, I guess, um, thorough um, surveillance and intelligence, and they have a lot of connections in a lot of different places because there are actually Jews that live in that area that are actually Jewish, but they live in Iran. They're Iranian Jews. Uh, but they have connections all over the world. So they have one of the best intelligence organizations there are, and we even get a lot of our intelligence from Israel. And so uh, they they seem to have this on pretty good word, that this is a real deal and that it's getting ready to happen. And they cannot afford to let Iran do that. They can't afford to be lackadaisical in what they do and how they approach a situation. They just can't because... If you know anything about Israel, you know that it's very small. It's about the size of Rhode Island here in the United States. It's not a very big state at all, a very big country. And it it would only take one strategic hit to take out a whole lot of people. Do I recall a uh, time when President Obama had a chart at the UN and he said if they cross this line, there's going to be all these things that happen? Is that... Yeah, and then he, I think he they crossed that line. And he took a step back and he drew another line. And well, then he stepped back I, my and only point line. in bringing that up is, you know, if someone wanted to make the argument of, you know, is this a Republican or Democrat issue? Yeah, you know, people from both sides are making these um, claims about Iran and what their activity is. So it doesn't seem to be a mostly Republican or mm-hmm. a mostly Democrat thing. It's just. Iran apparently is up to a lot of no good, and people watch them very uh, closely. And so yeah. this is one of the stories that's coming out. And apparently most of the world agrees that this is a problem. Right. And and one of the things too, Vince, this article doesn't talk about it, but one of the things that's going on right now is they've been having drills for weeks. And if you live in Israel, you're always in the military. I mean, they straight... Out of high school, you go into the military. I think the men go in for at least four years. The women go in for at least two years. But you're always in the reserves because of the fact that Israel's always been surrounded by their enemies and they've always had to be on alert. So Israel is still, that's how they operate. So what they've been doing is they've been having these drills where they sound uh, the warning sirens and everybody kind of snaps to. And they, uh, like, for instance, uh, I've heard Brother Baxter use this term, but like, 
if you drive a bread truck, all of a sudden there's another task for that bread truck because now you're under attack. Everybody has a different thing that they do for the military, even though they might have a simple business. Uh, we've even had tour guides who are military guys who, if you know something were to happen, they snap into military mode from being a tour guide. You know, everybody is always in the military in Israel. So they've been doing these drills for weeks because of what they know is coming. And they're expecting retaliation. But anyway, we, as we get into that, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind, folks, that, you know, living in Israel is different than living anywhere else in the world. They told us before, you people in America live in a bubble. You don't understand what it's like to be here and be surrounded by your enemies all the time. And people have come into Israel and launched, you know, war against them. Getting on a bus. Do you remember the the one time we had the bus from Israel that the suicide bomber went on mm-hmm. and it peeled the roof? But I'll never forget seeing that bus. It was in Arlington one time at a convention or a conference when Brother Baxter came to Arlington, and and the thing was just destroyed inside. That's from somebody going into a bus of innocent Jewish people and blowing themselves up and killing all those people. They've been under attack since they've been a nation again. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk about this in detail, and I just wanted to take the time to remind you that it really helps us out when you hit the share button or the heart emojis there on our video on Facebook and YouTube. So be sure to do that. Hit the share button and uh, like the video and comment even. That that goes a long way with the algorithms as well. So comment. Tell us where you're watching from or post a question in there. We'll try to address the questions that come in the chat as well. Um, So this story, Doug, it breaks as the news came uh, with nuclear talks between Iran and world power fueled by the United States and European Union uh, as they've expressed an awkward pause as it appears the two sides are having trouble compromising. Gantz from Israel says, Iran continues to accumulate irreversible knowledge and experience in the development, research, production, and operation of advanced centrifuges. The centrifuges are to be used at a new underground facility in Natanz. Iran has not been submitting to inspections, which you mentioned, from the UN, tasked with ensuring the United Nations compliance with the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action to prevent nuclear weapon development. The Iran regime in February had attempted to drop two drones by parachute into regions near Israel to supply terrorist organizations that attack Israel, Gantz added in a series of tweets. The Israel Defense Forces are planning their largest ever military drill for the end of this month into June to practice a response should there be an attack from Iran. It will involve active and reserve IDF soldiers in the ground, Navy and Air Forces, including simulated airstrikes on targets inside of Iran. Yeah, and so one of the things to remember also, Vince, is that our military has a permanent base there. Our uh, United States Air Force has a permanent base there, and we do these drills alongside Israel. You know, uh, most of our listeners understand that we believe that the uh, Revelation twelve fourteen scripture talking about the great wings of the eagle helping Israel during the time of the tribulation, that that's the United States of America. And we have one of the only uh, military, well, it is the only military base there besides an Israeli base. And we're right alongside them, shoulder to shoulder with them, training in these missions and, and uh, teaching them. And we're learning from them as well. Uh, and so those type of things are going on on a daily basis right now because of uh, this uh, escalated threat of Iran coming up with this, these centrifuges and the uh, 
necessary means of launching a uh, nuclear attack against Israel. There's another story we have um, where a colonel in Iran was killed, and we'll get to that, but I first want to get to the phones here. Vince in New Jersey, welcome to End of the Age. Vince, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing well. You got bumped to the top because of your good name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God is good. So, quick question for you. So, do you know the prophecy about Damascus will be burned to a ruinous heap? Now, Damascus is located in modern-day Iran. Do you think that Israel is going to actually bomb that nuclear power plant in Iran, starting off also the prophecy of the Battle of Gog and Magog, where the Russia, Iran, Syria, Turkey, Libya, they all come in conjunction and want to go against Israel. So I've been watching the news. I've seen that Israel is doing some practice runs on invading Iran, with the United States, is this going to lead into the prophecy of Damascus will be burned to Arona's heat, and also will it lead into the battle of Gog and Magog, like a prelude? Well, those are good questions, Vince. Do you want to talk about that at all? Or you want me to I'm, go ahead? I'm okay. confused. All right. So, well, first <laughs> of all, first of all, Damascus is is in Syria. Okay, it's it's in modern day Syria, but Having said that, Iran has troops in that area. They have troops in Syria. Okay, so now we don't know when that prophecy is going to be fulfilled, but one of the things that we believe is that it would be fulfilled in the Sixth Trumpet War. That's when Damascus would be a ruinous heap. Uh, And and we think that that's probably when that will happen, when the prophesied uh, Revelation chapter 9, 13 through 21 war happens, the Sixth Trumpet War. That's also the Third World War, okay? The war where one third of mankind dies. So that's one reason why we believe that's when that will be fulfilled, that scripture. Now, as far as Gog and Magog, we believe Gog and Magog is the Battle of Armageddon. And we know that Russia and Iran will be part of that because uh, we see all the countries that are listed there in Ezekiel 38 and 39. We've actually done studies where we've shown how those two, uh, that war and the Battle of Armageddon are the same war because there's events that are happening there that are the same events as uh, the Battle of Armageddon. Now, could something like the Six Trumpet War eventually lead to that? Uh, uh, you know, of course it could, but we know that there's going to be a seven-year deal made there, a peace plan, where we're going to have some, some peace for three and a half years, and then in the middle of that, when the Antichrist revealed, and then we're marching toward the Battle of Armageddon, which will actually be fought over Jerusalem. So, I mean, all these things are, are great points that you bring up because they all intertwine there at that last battle, the Battle of Armageddon. Iran will be part of that battle as well. And, of course, if they take a hit from Israel, they're going to be chomping at the bit to want to get back at Israel at some point. So, yeah, we could see that happening. All right, thank you so much for the clarification, brothers. I appreciate your help. All right, thank you, Vince. Thanks, Vince. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you as well. Thank you. Uh, we have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to join us. Now, Doug, the second story that we want to talk about is the killing of Colonel Hassan Syed Cody, uh, I think is how you say it, but I'm sure I got it wrong. So, Which... 
before you get into that, it's very interesting because these stories are within days of each other. I mean, he just was assassinated on Sunday. Yep. Uh, the other article that we just read, Gantz was making those statements on the 18th. This would have happened on the 21st when, when this gentleman was killed. So I'd call him a gentleman, but when this terrorist was killed. So anyway, having said that, could they be linked together? We don't, we don't know. But, I don't know. Okay. Um, Iran says it's the most high-profile killing inside Iran since November 2020, and they're blaming the United States and its allies, including Israel. Uh, quote, I insist on the serious pursuit by security officials, and I have no doubt that the blood of this great martyr will be avenged, Rossi said. There is no doubt that the hand of global arrogance, which is what he they use to refer to the U.S. and Israel mm-hmm. and allies, can be seen in this crime. He added, echoing what the guards said the previous day. According to unsourced reports in Hebrew media, Kodia had planned kidnappings and other attempts to attack Israeli and Jewish targets worldwide. He was shot five times by two unidentified gunmen in his car in the middle of Tehran. <coughs> Excuse me. Iran will avenge the killing of a revolutionary guard colonel in Tehran, President Rossi warned on Monday. Now, Vince, it's also kind of important to let folks know that this is not necessarily Israel or the U.S. that had anything to do with this. Because at this same time that these, this regime is building up and they're pressing uh, their people down, people are beginning to rebel against the government. And there is a, a large movement of younger uh, college-age people and uh, you know, business people that have risen up and protest daily against their government, even crying out for the death of their president and, and their supreme leader. And so um, it could have been someone within Iran, within their own people, that did this assassination. It could have been set up by Israel through them. could have been set up by the United States through them. We Everything's know, speculation. Yeah, we, we don't know. They're we, unidentified. Absolutely. Could so be we'll, guys that were up to no good. Right. But Iran is going to blame the U.S. and Israel because they call us the big Satan and Israel the little Satan. They hate our guts. They hate Israel's guts. Their regime does. I'll say that. Not all the people in Iran hate America and Israel, but uh, definitely this regime that's in power right now. So we've got the first story of um, Israel warns that Iran is weeks away from uh, the power to make a nuclear bomb. And then we've got this story where the colonel from Iran was assassinated and they're committed to avenging his death. Uh, where's the connection to Bible prophecy? That's kind of what our show's about. So it right. seems like there would be a connection. So the reason why it's kind of a big deal in Bible prophecy is because um, Revelation 9, which I just referred to a while ago, 13 through 21, it prophesies the sixth trumpet war. Well, there are key elements within that that give us a little bit of understanding. So I kind of broke those down today, and it starts in uh, Revelation. Oh, we got a break. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to get to it after that. Well, it starts in Revelation 9. Yes. And if you're listening on the radio or watching online, um, you can turn to your Bible, Revelation 9, and be ready for when we come back. I do want to make mention that we have open lines, 877 end time 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to join us on the show today. We're talking about whether or not we in Israel will be in war this year. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. 
How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, we're getting right into Revelation chapter 9 before the break. And why are we going there? Because that is the um, scriptures that tell us about the six trumpet war that we know is coming. Uh, this is something, Vince, that we know on the Bible timeline, on the prophecy timeline that we talk about. This is like neck and neck with the seven-year peace plan. We don't know which one's going to happen first, but we've always thought that the Six Trumpet War would happen, and then from one-third of mankind being killed, people would be wanting peace, and we would get the peace deal out of that. We, you know, we have the, the study that we've got, World War III, the entrance ramp for the Antichrist, because that's the way we can see the Antichrist coming to power. But this is very important because there's certain clues there that tell us about the region of where we believe this war is going to start. So do you want to read that scripture uh, starting with verse 13? Absolutely. It says, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day, and a month, and a year, for to slay the third part of men. Okay, and so from from reading that scripture, we have the area that these angels are bound in. And because they're bound in the great river Euphrates, we see that region as being where this war would start from. Okay, We've talked a lot about this lately because a lot of people thought that it could be when Russia it went into the Ukraine and we talked about possibilities there. But the, the whole thing is it's centered around these angels that were bound in the great river Euphrates. Well, Iran uh, is right there along with Iraq and with Turkey and with Syria and other countries right in there together along that 
uh, Euphrates River area. And so that's very important that it tells us that. It also tells us that a third of mankind is going to be killed. And we believe that that's going to be from modern day warfare. Uh, And probably for that many people to be killed, it's going to be nuclear bombs. Okay, so the scripture tells us by uh, how these one third are killed. And I'll let you read that. Revelation 9 still, and we're down to verse 18. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. There being the four angels. Yeah. Okay, and all this is symbolic. Yeah, and so it tells you very specifically how one-third are going to die by the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. Okay, Mm -hmm. those appear to be war implements, appear to be bombs when you think about that. Brimstone is sulfur. If you've ever been around a sulfur plant or fired a weapon, you know what sulfur smells like. And so it tells you that this is, this is how they're going to die. It sounds like modern-day warfare. Now, the one thing that's interesting about this is Iran and, and Israel don't really have the numbers that are mentioned there. To, to make this up, even if you throw no, America nowhere into near. The mix. No. And because the next verse that we're going to read, verse 16, it tells you the number of the military or the number of the army, and we are nowhere close to that with just those two entities. That number is 200,000. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about 200 million men. Okay? 200,000 is 200 million? Yes. Men or women. Yeah, yeah. Soldiers. Yeah, let's just, yeah, we'll be... Or is it soldiers? I guess it's not necessarily soldiers. I would think that it would be because it talks about the army. It says the army. Oh, the number of the army, yes. But not, the the third that are killed is of mankind, not of the... Yeah, that's mankind that's going to die. Absolutely, yes, sir. And so with with these two combined, they still don't make that up. But uh, who is Iran's closest allies? Russia and China, Right. And China has boasted more than one time that they can field an army of 200 million men. And I don't believe that they're looking at the Bible when they give us that number. So they would, of course, not active military people, but they could call up people to be in the military. And they could come up with the exact number that's mentioned in the Bible. So then I ask this question. What's going on with China right now? Well... (laughs) <laughs> that would be interesting to know. Yeah, right? Because they're planning to invade Taiwan, or at least some would speculate that. And there's right. now evidence that that is actually maybe more true than we've ever realized at this point. Yeah. Because there was some audio that leaked. Uh, the story is from MSN.com. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, I uh, believe it. <laughs> MSN.com. China plans to there invade Taiwan. Audio leak of top generals revealed deep secrets. So the relation between China and Taiwan has hit a new low with the U.S. influence on the small country. If reports are to be believed, then a leaked audio clip released by a human rights activist born in China has claimed that China may be contemplating attack on Taiwan. A leading Indian daily report claimed that China's top military general can be heard making his strategy regarding war in Taiwan. The audio clip released by the human rights activist is of 57 minutes. In the audio clip, 
China's top war general is discussing how to wage war in Taiwan and how, it ta- how to take it forward. China's military, People's Liberation Army, PLA, is heard mentioning the plan of ground attack. <coughs> Excuse me. A, st- a strategy has been made for cyber attack and use of weapons present, present in space. Apart from this, there is also talk of activating the citizens that China has kept in governments and institutions around the world. Mm-hmm. This sounds like Islamic stuff that people have speculated about. Yeah. Very interesting. Activist Jennifer Zing has claimed in a tweet that for the first time a recording of a top-secret meeting of Chinese generals has been leaked. For this, one lieutenant general and three major generals have been sentenced to death, which is not that surprising coming out of China, but nonetheless should add some validity to this clip. Several other officers have been sent to jail. This audio is the biggest evidence of rebellion in the ruling of the Communist Party of China. And you can actually do a search and go and watch. It's it's on YouTube. The the link is there where you can go, and uh, they actually uh, put the uh, English words at the bottom so you can understand what's being said in this audio. Uh, but they talk about invading the United States as well if we get involved in it uh, with this situation with Taiwan. Now you think about what we've done with Ukraine and the Russia situation. And how, uh, you know, that's been played out. And so it's interesting uh, to understand that we have made a commitment as a country that we would help protect Taiwan from an attack of China coming in and trying to take them back. Uh, At the same time, we say that we we don't necessarily promote or, uh, or deny that they're part of one China. But what, do you, what do you mean by we? The, the country in general, our leaders. Okay. Uh, but the situation is we have told Taiwan we would help them if this were to happen. So this has been something that we've heard a lot about uh, lately. And one of the things when they talk about having operatives in other countries, this country has supposedly a lot of these Chinese operatives here, and some of them are even tied into our government. But it's been really... Um, Interesting because China has been buying up American real estate for quite a while. And uh, nobody quite understands why. Could this be part of what you know they're getting ready to do? And they think, hey, we already own that country anyway. We'll just come in there and take what's ours. So it's, it's interesting uh, when you it'd look be, at it. It would be nice if someone would ask President Biden about it. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, I think that we have a clip oh. of a news conference from, uh, I believe, Monday, yesterday, and this is what President Biden had to say about that. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's a commitment we made. Okay, well... (laughs) That's not a very big stance of strength there as he makes Pretty that Pretty clear, comment. though, yes. Yeah, he said yes, militarily. Now, we haven't done it with Ukraine, but he's saying that we would do it with Taiwan. Well, is it not true that we haven't made that commitment to Ukraine, but we have to Taiwan? Well, yes, it, it is. As a matter of fact, we're going we're gonna to see. The White House kind of backstepped and backpedaled a little bit on this, uh, but... 
I think when you read this next article, you need to make sure that you make it clear that this is the Gateway Pundit's article, and we're not saying what is said in this article. But we're sharing what it says. We in are sharing what it says. In For context. Yes. Joe Biden, this is, I'm quoting exactly what it says from the Gateway Pundit. Joe Biden is a danger to international peace and global stability. The last time he traveled overseas, he almost started World War III with Russia. Joe Biden spoke to troops with the 82nd Airborne in Poland, telling them what to expect to see when they go to Ukraine. We kind of leaked that maybe they were going to Ukraine, or maybe he misspoke. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that we've put out statements saying that was just a, uh, that, he, that he was mistakenly said that. Biden also appears to have let slip <clears throat> that some troops have already been in Ukraine. The White House later clarified there has been no change in U.S. policy about not sending troops to Ukraine. So we haven't updated the policy on that. Right. <clears throat> so who knows? I guess if that's accurate or not. On Monday, he told reporters the U.S. will get into a shooting war with China, which is the clip we essentially saw, uh, or at least a portion of it. Joe Biden told reporters the U.S. will get involved militarily if communist China invades Taiwan. His staffers were forced to walk this back. A White House official said Biden's comments did not reflect a policy shift. So I don't know if in... At least in my lifetime, I do not know if a president has ever made a statement where the White House had to come back and backtrack and say, well, that's not what he meant when he said this. Is he misspeaking or what's going on here? I don't really know. But he's made that language very clear that we would do this. But the thing is, Vince, he's not the first president to say this. Okay, so here's Trump the, must have said something like that. <laughs> Actually, it was not Trump. Okay, it was George W. Bush okay. that said this. Okay, and he said it in uh, 2001. Uh, in in April of 2001, President Bush declared declared that the U.S. military force is certainly an option. If China invades Taiwan. Now, in all fairness, he did say that he could not um, approve of Taiwan declaring its independence and did not want Taiwan declaring its independence from China. Okay, because we are, the White House stance on this is we believe in the one China, that Taiwan is, is not got its independence away from China. But we don't believe that China should go in and take it by force, okay? Kind of like what Putin's done with the Ukraine. Uh, but it's very interesting because for whatever reason, and I, I was told last night, we talked about this in our Bible study last night a little bit, and one of the military guys that were there uh, that had served in our military said that one of the reasons why they're probably wanting to protect Taiwan so bad is Taiwan is the number one leader in chips, the uh, computer chips that we use and we have a shortage of right now in this country and they developed those chips in Taiwan and that might be why America has an interest to protect Taiwan from being taken by China. Alright we will get back to what's going on in Israel after the break. We'll also get to our calls. Amay you're up next. Don't go anywhere. You can join us on the air as well by calling 877-END-TIME 877-363-8463 I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry 
from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Roberts. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with Endtime to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-ENDTIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. I want to remind you once again that Dave and Jana will be in Kingsport, excuse me, Kingsport, Tennessee on June 4th and June 5th. Um, Dave will be teaching Saturday night on the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. And then Sunday morning, he's not going to present a prophecy lesson. He's actually going to be preaching about the Holy Spirit. It happens to be Pentecost Sunday. And so he'll be presenting a message on that. So you won't want to miss it if you're in the Kingsport, Tennessee area. If you're not in the area, you're welcome to make plans to come and join us. We'd love to meet you there and get more acquainted with you. And uh, we're going to have a great time. You'll be able to ask Dave your questions. He, he doesn't hide before and after the conference. We don't come in with uh, VIP treatment on them. You know, you guys just walk in like anybody else walks in. You sit down in all the seats that are available to everybody else. And so... Uh, we love to go around to these conferences and meet many of you there. So if you're in the Kingsport, Tennessee area, please make plans to go out there and meet Dave and Jana. We'd love to see you there. You can learn more about the venue and additional details on the event at endtime.com slash events. Uh, registration is not required, but it is first come, first serve. So you want to be sure to make plans to be there and be there early. All right, let's get to our phones. You can join us, too, by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're about out of time for today's show, so if you'd like to get in, uh, now is the time to call. Let's go to Amay in Washington. Amay, welcome to End of the Age. Hi, guys. How are you today? We're well. How are you? I'm doing well. No catastrophes yet, so it's a good day. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Um, you must be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> uh, well, oh, my goodness. Well, I wish my kids were little and I got to do that still, but <laughs> that sure was a blessing doing that. Um, I wanted to backtrack for a second and ask about the, because where I'm at in Revelation right now is in Chapter 20, and um, you were talking about Gog and Magog, and um, it's my understanding from the studies that... Um, Magog is modern-day Russia. And you're talking about um, the war um, being um, Armageddon with mm-hmm. Russia. But I'm curious because it states that after the thousand-year reign, when Satan is released again, that is when the war will be with Gog and Magog. So that's a long time away. Um, so I don't see it being. Can you give me any clarification as, as to where I might be short wiring my thinking here? Or 
Right. It's it's going to be a, a different Gog and Magog war. If you if you look at that, what's happened, the Gog and Magog war that we look at in Ezekiel 38 and 39, there's so many things that line up with that uh, battle of Armageddon. And we know that that's the same war. The, the Lord's wrath poured out. Uh, there's violent shaking. The islands and the mountains are removed. Uh, then they're invited, the, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field are invited to feast upon uh, the bodies of the kings and the mighty men and their armies. That happens in both of those stories. Okay, But at the end of uh, the end of the thousand year reign, when Satan is loosed again. So these are going to be people that survived the battle of Armageddon and lived into uh, and were born into the millennial reign. We know that there's going to be survivors there because Zechariah 14, uh, 16 tells us that the survivors of the nations that came up against Israel, that they'll go up every year into Jerusalem and they'll worship Jesus there at the Feast of Tabernacles. So those, there's going to be people that survive that. Those people repopulate the earth during that thousand-year reign. And when Satan's released, he goes back out into the nations of the world causes those who are in rebellion against Jesus to come up to face Jesus once again in battle. But this time, everything is destroyed uh, from fire from heaven. It says that that's how that's destroyed. So there'll be nothing after that of, of that remnant. And then we're at the great white throne of judgment. It's a different Gog and Magog, but simply what it is is those same nations coming up against uh, the Lord that are in the in that description of Gog and Magog in Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Hmm. I'm still a little confused. Can you point me maybe to where I can? What was that Ezekiel? Ezekiel. Can you uh, point to where Ezekiel I can thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Yes, ma'am. Thirty-eight Eze- and thirty-nine. Yeah, that's okay. that's the battle of Gog and Magog. And then you, you take that and you look at it alongside Revelation 19 where it talks about um, the Battle of Armageddon. And you also need to look at things like the, uh, the Sixth Seal, the description that's in there and the things that are happening there. And the uh, Seventh Vial, those are all the same event and they're happening at that battle. So if you take all those things that are happening there, there's a great earthquake, there's mountains being removed... Uh, and the wrath of God is poured out. That is all happening in that Ezekiel 38 and 39, and it's happening at the second coming of Jesus Christ. Amay, are you already on End of the Age Plus? I am, and that's that's where I've been studying. I've been trying to go through um, in order <laughs> on um, the revelation of Jesus Christ and then the end time originals. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just going to point you to the Revelation, so I'm glad you're watching that already. Um, obviously, that's available, and, and the uh, workbooks are available there as well. So I don't know if you prefer writing, but you can uh, download the workbooks and read all that on top of what Doug is saying. That Obviously, these lessons go into uh, great detail about these subjects, maybe not all in the same episode, right? but um, multiple episodes there will cover these topics. And if if you can email me, at uh, at endtime.com, uh, dnorvell at endtime.com. If you email me, I can send you a, a copy of where we take those scriptures and, and set them side by side, and you can see how they line up with each other. Oh, that would be awesome. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. I appreciate it. You guys have a great rest of your day. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, Doug. So, Israel. There's some exciting stuff happening. I mean, obviously, these rumors of wars, Mm -hmm. which has been happening for a while, but it seems like things are heating up. We say this every year, but it's like every year it does heat up a little bit more, and we don't know what else to say except for, first of all, you need to be ready. We've told you that a lot. Be ready. Of course, we don't believe that we will be raptured prior to the tribulation, but regardless of that, don't wait around for the tribulation to get right with the Lord. Go to endtime.com slash reborn, and you can learn what it means to be born again and to become um, someone in the kingdom of the Lord. And so endtime.com slash reborn, we'll talk more about that. But nonetheless, uh, these things are heating up. There's rumors of these wars, and it seems like we're closer than ever. On top of that, Doug, over the weekend, this is just unbelievable that this is what we're seeing today. Yeah, Israeli court rules in favor of Jews praying on the Temple Mount. Yeah, it's very interesting. And you know, like I said, those two prophecies are running. We're neck bringing and this neck. up at three fifty-two <laughs> with six minutes left. Yeah, unfortunately, that's all the time we got left. But so Jews are going to be praying on the Temple Mount. Jews have already started praying on the Temple Mount. And some of them have been arrested because some of them have kind of gone to extremes and, you know, laid down on the ground, you know, stretched out and prayed there and it kind of, well, you know. every church, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, the court ruled on Sunday, just two days ago, that they should now be permitted to recite the Jewish hero Israel prayer, mm-hmm. which we know is from Deuteronomy 6.4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Mm -hmm. So that's the prayer that we're talking about. It's in the mezuzah, in every doorway. Yeah. If you've ever been to Israel, you'll see them. They run their hand up them. If you ever come to my house, you'll see it. Well, there you go. And I've got it on the wall in there because when we sit down with our kids at the dinner table, it's right there. We're talking about, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Right, And we go into that. But nonetheless, you mentioned these Jewish teenagers were arrested over the weekend for doing this thing. So how is that possible? So, okay, so these guys were actually, this is why that ruling came out. These guys were actually arrested uh, before the ruling came out. And the judge found them uh, not guilty of any charges because he said that they should be able to pray there on the Temple Mount. But it gets a little... It gets a little muddied there, Vince. We know because the WAF actually controlled the Temple Mount. Now, the Israeli police patrol it as well. But the WAF, they're the Muslim uh, organization that keeps anybody but Muslims praying from praying up there. But here lately, we've seen more and more being pushed. And they they have... Uh, you know, argument against this, saying that if they do this, then the next thing the extremists are going to try to do is come up here and sacrifice animals, you know, at the Alaska Mosque and those kind of things are, are what they're concerned about. But the scriptures tell us, Vince, that there's going to be a Jewish temple there on that Temple Mount, that there's going to be worship, that there's going to be animal sacrifices, that there's going to be alt- an altar there, everything that needs to be there, but it's going to be shared. And it tells us that in Revelation 11, 1 and 2, it lets us know that. So the, the whole thing to what's happening there right now is exciting for the Jewish people because this is the first time. 
since they've been there. I mean, we the the Jewish people took over the the temple and uh, Temple Mount in 1967, and since then nobody's been allowed to pray up there. They've been except doing for it. Muslims, yeah, except for Muslims, they've been kind of doing it in secret. As they would go up, you know. So what about Christians? When they go there on tour, like we go on tour twice a year there usually. Yeah. Um, and that's starting back up, by the way, which our tour is totally booked. You cannot get into this coming fall. However, you can get on the waiting list. If someone cancels, maybe you can get in on that. But also, we're going in the spring, so the details for that's coming out soon. But nonetheless, people like us, when we go, we can't join hands and pray mm-hmm. and... Can't sing Pray for someone or sing about Jesus or... No. None of that can be done up there. No. And what if you do it? You can get in trouble. I mean, we got yelled at, you know, by When the I boss. went, there were dudes standing around with machine guns watching yeah. you. Yeah. Now, those are the Israeli police. They're the only ones that are allowed to have machine guns up there. Really? The WAF don't have machine guns. Well, it has but, been but since they, 2009. But so. they have authority where they can get the police to come over and do something about it. So when, like the video... Either we, way, yeah, dudes with machine guns that's were That's intimidating, yes. Us. We had a guy from our tour lay down and kiss the ground. And they started screaming and hollering at us in Arabic and made him get up. And I, I thought we were all about to go to jail. But they didn't, you know, because they know that they make a lot of money off the tourist industry. They don't want to make it, you know, to where tourists can't come They like there. people coming there. Yeah, they like people yeah. coming there. It helps pay for things on the Temple Mount. But... The the thing about it is is that you're, you're right. We can't do that. Okay. The interesting thing about it, though, Vince, is the fact that this is one of the things that's mentioned in the Abraham Accords. But it was it was Trump's peace to uh, prosperity plan when it first came out. You remember when that came out? Oh yeah. And so when you go and you break that down, <laughs> absolutely, it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> but when you break that down, his his peace plan said people of every faith should be permitted to pray on the Temple Mount uh, in a manner that is fully respectful to their religion, taking into consideration the account of times that each religious uh, religions pray and their holidays, as well as other religious factors. And that's in the Peace to Prosperity Plan. That's in the Abraham Accords. So that's mentioned, and we're seeing things begin to move. Those two prophecies, this war and that peace plan, seem to be running neck and neck still. It's pretty unbelievable. Hey, by the way, I did pray on the Temple Mount. I didn't go in there like John the Baptist, but I did pray. (laughs) We'll be right back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central. Go to watch.endtime.com and endtime.com. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.